Thank you for listening to Cornerstone Apostolic Church. This is Sunday morning live. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Amen. Truly, we believe the word of God uh, is, is the power. The word of God is, the, is what keeps the world together. The Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus name. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. And Tuesday inside the pages, a comprehensive Bible study begins at 7 p.m. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Join us in praise and worship of our Lord and Savior as we journey through the book of Acts and Ezekiel. Or you can visit ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand for an archive of messages. To our listening audience, God bless you with peace and understanding. Our prayer is that something is said this morning that will bless you, enhance your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, to to encourage your heart so that something is said that you can share with someone else that will encourage their hearts. The purpose of attending a worship service is for preparation so that we can and will be witnesses for Jesus Christ. Uh, before we go any further into the word, before we go into our scripture this morning, I want to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. And then we have a young man that's standing by that wants to say hello and so uh, let's first have prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless us this morning, bless our listening audience. Lord God, each one that has uh, set aside time to uh, be in this service, ask that you would bless them, meet their needs, Lord God. You know how to encourage, you know what is needed in all of our lives, you know where there's healing, uh, you know where there's uh, whatever the need is. Whether it's emotional, physical, or, or spiritual, Lord God, revive us again. Lord God, we thank you. We'll be careful to give you praise and to give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we honor you, Lord, for what you have done and for what you are going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we're going to be in the book of Acts, the fifth chapter, verse 30 through 42. But uh, before we go into that, we have a, a hello this morning. From, from one of our little brothers. And so he's going to come in his own way. Hello, my name is Brother Greggy. Bless you. Welcome to our church. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, sir. And this is from Brother Gregory. God bless you again. And thank you for that, that, that welcome. Amen. Certainly, uh, again, we thank God for everybody. Souls are important unto the Lord. And uh, that is the whole purpose uh, that God gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so we believe in the Lord and we're looking for that promise through our obedience, our subjection unto his will. The book of Acts, uh, the fifth chapter, verse 30 through 42, it reads, the, 
The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hang on a tree. And this is a contrast to, or this uh, falls right in line, excuse me, with Deuteronomy 21 and 23. However, the reason for the hanging of Jesus on a tree does not meet uh, what it was intended for. And so uh, the Bible goes on to say that it's him, have God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost whom God has given to them that obey him. When they heard that they were cut in their heart and took counsel to slay them, then stood there one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamil, a doctor of the law. He had a reputation among all the people and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space and said unto them, ye men of Israel, take ye to yourselves what ye intend to do as touching these men. For before these, these days rose up uh, Theodos and uh, boasting himself to be somebody uh, to whom a number of men, uh, about 400, joined themselves who were slain, and all as many as obeyed and were scattered and brought to mouth. After this, uh, men in duties of taxing and drew away people after him. He also perished. And all even as obeyed him were dispersed. Now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or for uh, or this work be of man, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it. Least happily, you be found to even to fight against God. And to him that they agreed. They agreed with what the Pharisee was saying. And when he had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus. Now, you note that from our studies that this has been consistent. They have been threatened. They have been jailed. And now they have been physically abused for the name of Jesus. We need to always remember somebody went through something for us. Somebody went through and, uh, and suffered for us to benefit what we have today, even in our natural. Someone went through something for you to receive what you have. And the Bible said they let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. They counted themselves worthy and rejoice because they suffered shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and to preach Christ Jesus. There are many things that ministers stand and say behind the podium, but the most important thing that should be said and emphasized is Christ and him crucified. There is no greater message there's nothing more powerful than that message, the message that is embodied 
in the name of Jesus. This morning, I want to share a thought, and that is why turn down a national blessing? Peter has told the leaders several times already that God's intention is to bless the nation of Israel with repentance and remission of sin. The greatest blessing that you'll ever receive is uh, the blessing of repentance and remission of sin. You can gain the whole world, but if you have not repented of sin, if you have not changed, if you have not been converted, all you have is a temporary enjoyment. And that's not good enough for eternity. You want internal enjoyment. And that comes through repentance and remission of sin. Uh, Peter told them that the Lord uh, wants to blot their name, uh, that sins would be, should be blotted out if you repent. And if you are converted, that at the time of refreshing, when the time of refreshing come from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that your sins would be blotted out. And they didn't like the message. Uh, there were times that uh, up to this moment that Peter has preached the gospel, the, the, the disciples with him, the apostles with him, uh, those that believed were standing by, and the message was going forth that repentance and remission of sin was of God's uh, most concern. God's concern with what we do with our lives and our characteristics and things that we, uh, from this moment forward. Why turn down a national blessing? You need to ask yourself if you need a blessing. I'm not talking about a car, that's fine. I'm not talking about a home, that's, that's good, or place to stay, or uh, food on your shelves, and I, I'm not talking about those things. That's all needed, it's necessary. Those are things that we need for our, our day to day. But I, I'm talking about the blessing of your soul, the blessing of your mind. Not only should we ask ourselves, do we need a blessing, but we should ask someone else uh, if they need to be blessing. You know, uh, there are times that we have all, and uh, if you live long enough, you'll, you'll cross this bridge, that you look for a second chance. If I could do that over again, I know I messed that up. If I could just do it, if I had another chance. Uh, he is the God of second chances. And so uh, that's done through repentance and through the remission of sin. Why turn down a national blessing? The word, uh, the word blessing means to uh, receive favor or a gift bestowed by God. It is the invoking of God's favor upon a person or a group of people, and it is ushered in with divine happiness. Right now, we're dealing with uncertainties. Uh, we're dealing with uh, people that are not sure about what tomorrow holds. It's not that they were sure about it before this day. Uh, there were uncertainties before. But one thing you could be sure about is the word of God. The Bible said heaven and earth would pass away, but his word would stand. A blessing comes in many favors, and we should uh, em embrace these flavors. Uh, a blessing comes in the form of a benediction. Uh, it comes in the form of, of us just saying shufa. Uh, we're just telling someone to be blessed. It don't matter if it's German, if it's, if it's Chinese, if it's Italian, if it's Spanish. We should bless someone and we should encourage them to be blessed and to allow God to bless us. When the people are blessed, the nation is blessed. When the nation is blessed, it is because the people is blessed. 
Peter's message remained the same. God exalted Jesus Christ to give repentance to the nation of Israel and forgiveness of sin. Like many others, Israel believed the need for or believed that the need for cleansing would come after they died rather than before. You need to understand that the need for cleansing occurs today. Uh, the Bible said as a tree fall, that's how it lays. And so there is no change when we step out of time into eternity. However, we are in time when we step into the into eternity, we remain that way. Each day is an opportunity for change, whereas eternity is the platform for reward. I'm going to read this verse. And as I read this verse, I know that it will offend some uh, because it does not line up with the personal view, uh, which has been molded by your own personality. Uh, people take their personality and they consider their personality to be the same personality as God. Uh, but God has his own characteristics, which we'll find throughout the scripture. Uh, one of those characteristics is holy. He said, be ye holy for I'm holy. Uh, and without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And so uh, God's personality is not our personality. Uh, and so we should not confuse the two and think that our personality is God's personality. Uh, matter of fact, the Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We should be transforming uh, to the characteristics of Christ. Uh, that's the job of the minister. Uh, the minister's responsibility is to edify and to bring the people into the statue of the man Christ Jesus. The only measuring tool that there is, is the tool of Christ. Uh, we should not measure ourselves according to any uh, uh, bishop. According to any uh, minister, we should not measure ourselves according to any teacher, any apostle, uh, anyone that uh, any title, any celebrity. But we should measure ourselves unto the man, Christ Jesus. Uh, he's the one that died for our sins. No one else. Uh, no one else has sacrificed themselves, uh, but God himself. Amen. So we should uh, measure ourselves according to God's will and according to God's way. We should not take what someone says because it's their opinion and uh, because they have uh, whatever amount of money, television, radio, broad, whatever, and measure according to that and say and come into agreement without agreeing on the word of God. The Bible does, says try the spirit, not by the spirit, but try it by the word of God. And so everything should be measured by the word of God. And so uh, Matthew 25, 31 through 34 says, when the son of man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another. He's going to be separating those that are blessed and those that are not blessed as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom, prepare for you from the foundation of the world. The 41st verse says, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting father, prepare for the devil and his angels. Now, I know that there are those that don't believe that there that hell is talked about and it should not be talked about. It's not a message of God. But Jesus talked more about avoiding hell than he did 
the kingdom of God. He talked more about being lost than he did about anything else because he was concerned about souls being saved. Now, prior to this, the apostles had been threatened, arrested, locked in the public jail. The Bible says the angel of the Lord opened the prison door and brought them out and commanded them to go and to teach the people about this life. What life? The kingdom life, kingdom living. We're citizens of the kingdom. And so therefore, there is a certain conduct and a certain way that those that believe conduct themselves. Kingdom life, living unto the Lord, leaving bad for better and leaving good for greater. Uh, that's kingdom life. Uh, knowing that God is greater than anything and everybody. Knowing that he is sovereign. Amen. We should never forget to mention that God is sovereign. Uh, it's not enough to have your name on the road. Uh, but uh, and it's it's on the row here, but it's missing there. It, it, we have our name on the row in so many places. But what about in the kingdom of God? Is our name on the row there? Uh, people claim I'm proud to be a member of and you can fill in the blank, whatever church name uh, or whatever organization. That, but is your name on the row with God? Is your name written in the Lord book of life? The nation of Israel needed a blessing. But the religious leaders, the political leaders, as well as the leaders in the home refused to take advantage of the blessing that was being offered. We should not ignore or turn a deaf ear to the blessing that God is offering. When God extends an olive leaf, when God extends peace, when God extends his word, when God sends the messenger, when God sends the evangelist, the, uh, whomever he's going to use, if God send a little child, uh, then we should not miss out on the blessing. Uh, we should bless others Remind by reminding them when you cross somebody's path, just tell them, God bless you. It, it don't hurt to, to smile and say, God bless you. And it, you don't know the difference that is going to make in somebody's life. Uh, we don't know the decision that it may change uh, just by being a blessing when we allow ourselves to bless somebody else because we have allowed God to bless us. The nation of Israel needed a blessing, but those that was in charge did not want to uh, surrender their will. They didn't want to surrender what they considered to be power. They didn't want to surrender what they considered to be prestigious. They didn't want to surrender what they thought and how the pedestal that, that other people had placed them on. I'm here today to say don't place nobody on a pedestal. Uh, uh, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So when Paul stopped, if Paul, whomever Paul is, now when I'm talking about the Apostle Paul right now, he made that statement. But I, I want you to understand that if the individual you're following is not following Christ, you need to stop following them. A nation uh, of Israel needed a blessing. I think we all can look around us today and say the nation needs a blessing. Uh, we have a national day of prayer, uh, which means very little when the parameter of prayer is not being fulfilled. Uh -huh, there's parameters that go along with the prayer. It's not enough to just pray without repentance. It's not enough to just pray without recognizing that I've sinned. It's not enough to just pray when I don't think about how great God is and how I'm not great. It's not enough to when we don't humble ourselves. And so uh, remembering that God is sovereign when we go down in prayer. Uh, we'll need to tell the truth uh, about what is and should be done when we talk about prayer, when we talk about being blessed. 
Truth be told, some of the evangelists or some of the uh, television figures advise people to pray to whom and whatever they feel comfortable and whatever direction they want to go. Uh, that is pluralism. And we don't, the word of God does not endorse that. The word of God does not say all roads lead to heaven. It doesn't say that you can practice Hinduism or Buddhism or, or any other uh, theology or theology and, and make it to heaven. The Bible tells us plainly that uh, if you try to come up any other way, you're nothing but a thief and a robber, that you must go through Jesus Christ. A false teaching that salvation can come through a variety of religion and tradition is universalism. And that represents and, and breeds false acceptance. In other words, anything goes. Anything does not go. Uh, There's line upon line and precept upon precept. A sovereign authority doesn't tolerate anything goes. Uh, it doesn't tolerate uh, pluralism. It doesn't tolerate universalism. Uh, it, has, it doesn't have a place for accepting those things. A national day of, uh, of prayer is when the king advises an adverse, an adverse uh, situation. They acknowledge that the situation is fierce. They acknowledge the situation is detrimental. They acknowledge that there's nothing that can be done. Uh, you can uh, give money, but nothing can be done. Uh, you can set up all kind of boards and offices, but nothing can be done. Uh, and so therefore, it is a time when they call to the media and command that the word should go out and that everybody in the realm of the kingdom should pray. Everybody should call upon God because the nation is in need of a blessing. A, a national day of prayer is not something that we set on the calendar. Uh, that's a good thing to do. But but when it is time to pray, we should be willing to say, hey, everybody pray. Everyone in their home should be uh, telling uh, children to pray. Children, it's time to put down the phone. It's time to turn off the Netflix. It's time to shut it all down and let's have a moment of prayer. Uh, you know, back in uh, the Bible, tell us that in, in Exodus that they put blood on the doorpost and when the deaf angel uh, saw the blood, he would pass by. Uh, don't you know that if you pray today that, that you'll prevent something from happening? If you pray today, you'll stop a lot of heartaches from happening. Uh, there are many things that, that prayer would direct us to do. And so a national day of prayer is when the king, uh, the leader, uh, sees an adverse situation and calls the media together uh, to get the word out and to tell everybody that's under their authority that it's time to pray. Uh, a national day of prayer is when the leader blows uh, and bows themselves with prayer and supplication uh, for themselves, their family, their neighbors, and their friend. Uh, the Bible uh, tells us that there was a situation that was going on. It was a terrible situation. It was one that, that the people realized that uh, didn't even know that they were in such a terrible situation. Uh, the Bible said, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah uh, and it was saying unto him, arise and go to Nineveh, that great city and cry against it for their wickedness was come up before me. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of God. Now, now I, I know what happened in between all of that, but but let's jump down to, to the meat of it, that he did go down to Nineveh 
and according to the word of God, uh, uh, according to the word of God, he began to speak to Nineveh. He began to speak to the U.S. He began to speak to Europe and China. He began to speak to those that were listening, those the great powers that exist today. Uh, is anybody willing to stand up and tell the great powers that exist today that it's time to pray for the nation to be blessed? Uh, it was coming against uh, this great an exceeding great city, uh, it took him only a little days, a few days, a long day journey became only three days. And Jonah began to enter into the city and he began to cry loud and to tell the people that the city was under, that was going to come and be thrown down or overtaken uh, in the next 40 days. And so the people of Nineveh believe God. I wonder today, uh, as I pass through the stores and as I uh, make my way going to uh, different places to do different things and to take care of business, I hear people uttering uh, words of disbelief. I hear people uttering words of, of rather than uttering a, a, a word of, of man, uh, what is God doing or, 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 or hope? They're uttering disbelief and, 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 and actually uh, scrutinizing and criticizing the word of God. But these people in Nineveh believed God and they proclaimed a fast and they put on sackcloth from the greatness of them even to the least of them. In other words, everybody fasts. Everybody begin to pray. Everybody beseech God because the king said it's time to look unto God. They believe what was being said. For the Bible said the word came uh, unto the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne and he laid his robe down in front of him. He dethroned himself. He shut it all down. Uh, or is the government and everybody willing to shut it all down and to seek God? And they covered themselves with sackcloth and they sat in ashes. He removed his arrogance. He got off his high horse and he bowed down to sovereign God. He made a declaration and he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles saying, let not man, neither beast nor flock taste anything and let them not feed nor drink water. He didn't say go to your God, pray to the God that you pray to, go to the little statue that you bought from the store, uh, the thing that you carved out with your own hand, the thing that you cut out with your clay, the thing that you've made, the thing that has no voice, that has no ears, that you put in your pocket, it can't move unless you carry it around. He didn't say go to those things. He didn't say go to what you believe. He said go to God and seek God. Let every man be covered with sackcloth. Let everybody take part of this and cry mightily unto God. Let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hand. Stop what you're doing. Come on, think about it. Stop what you're doing. The king said, look, I know what's going on, but put a stop to it. Think about it. There's something greater that's going on among us than what you realize. There's something greater down the road. But if we stop for the moment and believe God's word, the Bible said God saw their works and that they turned, they turned, the people turned from their evil way. And God repented of his evil that he would have going to do unto them. When you're fighting an invisible enemy, you need someone that can see the invisible. When you're fighting something that is so unpredictable, you need someone that knows how to deal with the unpredictable. Mm. When you're dealing with something that is unimaginable, you need someone that knows how to deal with the unimaginable thing.
Why turn down a national blessing when we can seek God? Don't you want to be blessed? That's my question. Do you want to be blessed? Your friends and your family should be blessed. If the scribes and the Pharisees were here today, they would say, amen. We need a national day of prayer so that we can be blessed. We need to repent when we need to let go of sin so we could be blessed. We need to meet the true criteria that would entreat the Lord God Almighty so that we can be blessed. The nation needs to be blessed. I was pleased to hear as I was uh, sitting down, I just happened to be going through the, uh, some media that on this day or on Friday, uh, the president said today, March 15th, that we should call this a national day of prayer. We should take some time. It doesn't matter. We're not talking about agreement with anybody. I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about the fact that someone, the leader has taken a stand and say, we need to pray. Everyone should be talking about praying for one another. Everyone should be talking about seeking God and laying aside every weight, every sin that would easily set us apart from God so that we can entreat God the right way, so that we can get God's attention, so that we can have a reaction that will come from above rather than what's happening beneath. Uh, the Bible said that he taught the disciples to pray. He said, let thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, there's no, let's pray that God, God's will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We need to hear from God. We need to see the results. God is able, just like the word, just like, oh, mm, let me put it this way. We cut ourselves, we get, we cut ourselves and, and, and it bleeds for a little while and the Bible and the, the body sends the white blood cells and they begin to heal and it forms a scab, you know, the, the co collaboration of the blood, you, you understand what I'm saying, uh, causes the, the, the healing process, but God is able to expedite that. He's able to move that along and to cause it to happen expeditiously. If we would pray, I just believe that God will cause some things to happen expeditiously. I believe that God is just waiting, just standing by for those that believe, those that would touch and agree, those that would, uh, that, that, that says, you know, I'm not thinking about where I go, who I am and what I hold, but, but let's all, uh, I'm praying at this time, I'm seeking God and, and somebody else down the street, around the corner in the community, across the nation or, or someplace else is seeking God as well. They're crying out to him. And God hears the prayers. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I, God, will hear from heaven and heal their land. God's word has not fallen to the ground. You have to embrace God's word in order for God's word to be most effective. The Bible says that he did not many miracles. He was going into an area and the Bible said he did not do many miracles in that area because the people did not believe. Matter of fact, he went to one and they ushered him out, asked him not to come in to their city because they did not want to be bothered with him. Hmm. 
I, I don't believe we live in that kind of nation. Thank you, Jesus. But we live in a nation that of believers. There is a body of believers that exist today that are willing to cry out unto God, to cry out and to make intercession for others. Mm, listen here. We are intercessors for other people. We are not just here to say I'm saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and not make intercession for somebody else. We are not just here to name it and claim it without making intercession for somebody else. It's not about the naming and claiming. You get that by going to school. You get that by getting a job. You get that by getting God's favor and God will just have somebody drop something in your lap sometime. However, Ever. We're here to make intercession for others. We're here that even by the even the passing by, you can pass by somebody and you feel all of a sudden that something has left you. You felt the virtue go out of you, even though you were not intending for that to happen. But yet there was a virtue that went out of you and someone else was healed by your presence. Because you have been praying, because you have been seeking God, because you have been faithful, because you have committed yourself unto him, because you have blessed God and God in return has blessed you. Because his goodness, the Bible said the goodness of God leads us to repentance. And so therefore, uh, faith come by hearing. So now I've heard the word of God. And so therefore, the word of God has encouraged me, that has unctioned me. And now I have sat down and did like Daniel. Lord, mm, Lord, um, I'm praying for myself first to ask forgiveness. Lord, and I'm praying for those that are all around me to ask forgiveness because someone may not have asked God's forgiveness. They may have forgot about what they did or they may have ignored it. Or they may have think, simplified it and thought that it didn't mean anything or they may have ignored it because they've been ignored it for so long. But then you pray for them that God forgive them for what they've done. Lord, give them some favor. That next time they do that, they realize it's not something that they really want. It's not something that they really desire. Take the taste out of their mouth. And so I make an intercession prayer for them so that they will be blessed. That's what the church is about. It's about helping the nation be blessed. It's about helping my neighbor. It's about helping others. Why is it I would or why would I turn down a national blessing? This is an opportunity. We talk about God showing up and showing out. This is an opportunity for God to show up and to show out in my home. It's an opportunity for God to show up and show out in my in the service. It's an opportunity. I'm not talking about being foolish. I'm not talking about fool's gold. I'm talking about trusting God's word. I'm not talking about tempting God. I'm talking about trusting God's word. I'm talking about coming together and realizing that who we are as children of the kingdom, that since we sat in his presence, we sat in, in royal places, that we should be looking to God saying, God, we should be looking unto him as the author and finisher of our faith. We should be look. listen here. Mm. When we read in the scripture about nations that have offended God, Ezekiel was dealing with a situation that God sent him and they're dealing with the disobedience, the rebellion of the people. And God said, listen, I'm bringing a sword against them." Ezekiel said, God, wait a minute. Hold it. Hold on. Don't wipe out the people, Lord God. But remember, uh, 
remember the people and who they are to you. Mm -hmm. Intercessor. When the people had did things against and Moses stood up and said, wait a minute, hold it. God, don't do that. Don't do that. Remember who these people are to you. That's what we're saying. Lord, remember who these people are to you. Remember who they are. Lord, remember your word. You said that those that bless Israel would be blessed also. You said those that would bless others. If you give a prophet a drink of water and a prophet, they would receive a prophet's blessing. Lord, remember. Remember, Lord. We're depending on you. We're counting on you. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We need to surrender ourselves unto the Lord. We need to make sure that those around us, everybody's not going to stop. And, and But listen, you can be that intercessor for others. Be the intercessor. Be the intercessor for someone else. Bless your Lord Jesus. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Why should we turn down a blessing? God bless you. Thank you for joining in with us. We'll be back on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. for Inside the Pages, Book of Ezekiel, the 20th chapter. Bless your name, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, as we come, Lord God, to the close of this matter, Lord God, we pray and ask that you will bless the listeners. Bless each one, Lord God, under the sound of my voice, Lord. Lord, encourage their hearts, whatever they're dealing with, whatever they're going through right now, Lord God. You are the author and finisher of our faith. We look unto you as being sovereign in our lives. We don't look to anyone else, Lord God. We pray and ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.